The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Pick 6 Podcast. Katie Mox and Will Brinson here, joined by our Pick Show squad, Alex Selznick, a.k.a. Prop Stars, and Emery Hunt, the czar of the playbook. Both guys coming to you from Sportsline. This episode of Pick 6 is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. The last episode, the Super Friends, went through week 9, week 10. Week 10. Right? Nine. Week nine. It was nine? Oh, wow. We're on week 10 this week. Week nine of the NFL season, Breach Wilson and Brinson discussed Miami's primetime issues and how CJ Stroud played the most impressive game by a rookie quarterback of all time. You can watch that episode on our YouTube channel um, or the audio version wherever that you get your podcasts. And while you're there, feel free to hit the subscribe button um, so you don't miss another episode. It's now time to look at early leans for week 10 of the NFL. I can't believe we're already in week 10, by the way. So week nine, that was halfway. We're not far season. enough along. We need to be further. It needs to be like week 16. Okay. Well, you're, you know what? Week 16. I'm a mid-season grumpster. I'm sorry. Okay. Like I get, I get, I get, I get grouchy halfway through the season. Like today, <laughs> like the time change, right? Okay. We were, I, mean, I was recording a podcast at 2 a.m. My time. Harry was up editing it at yeah. 3 a.m. Like, like it's just, it's grumpster season. Okay. And it's too hot outside. It's like global warming's a problem. The NFL's not moving along fast enough. I mean, we've got all kinds of issues here. How did NC State do this weekend, Brinson? We're actually good. We're back in it. We got one point one percent chance of making okay. the ACC championship. All right, but so we're up. now a two, we're a two and a half point favorite at in Winston Salem at Wake Forest on Saturday, uh, coming off two huge wins over Clemson and uh, and uh, who the hell did we beat this week? Um, Miami. Um, the U. The U. Uh, look, I'm. I'm. You want to talk about anticipation? We'll, we'll do our anticipation play segment in a minute. Yes, you want to do. Actually, a this isn't play? even an anticipation play. <laughs> this is a. If you want some free money, oh. you should hammer that Wake Forest money line. Okay. We uh, suck in Winston Salem. What do you think of that, Emery? You, you got a good read on college. Hey, I was shocked that they beat Miami last weekend. Not because they can't beat Miami, because Miami just decides when they want to show up. But yeah, they they really dominated Miami. Miami really has nothing going on so and and to his point this is the type of game they'll come back and lose against wake yeah. who it should be <laughs> at, so. wake's not even good right but it's on the road at, wake, at winston-salem is a house of horrors for nt state um just i would i would recommend getting some wake forest in your betting portfolio for college football this coming weekend all right uh good that's that's enough college for the day but at least i got you a little excited okay well, you, we're you talking stopped, about games that are like a you, week away six days away uh-huh uh-huh uh let's get back to the nfl though and let's uh recap some of the week nine betting trends favorites seven and five against the spread home teams also seven and five against the spread home favorites six and four and the unders reign supreme again nine and three uh, look, Emery, we don't need to talk about home field advantage, right? We don't need to talk about the dominance of the home field, do we? 
I mean, if y'all want to, I mean, I, it, 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 was, it was good to see Allegiant Stadium get a win yesterday. Ah, uh, yes. What, 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 Emery? Just real quick, though. Yeah, what did you, what did you think about um, that game and and the Raiders all smoking cigars after after being the Giants, which, you know, how exciting so, is that, really? They stole the Giants. Uh, it shows you how much they didn't too much care about or care for. Uh, Josh McDaniel, you know, yeah. when you have that level of release, yeah, and relief after a mid-season game, that says that says a lot, man. Because usually save those for winning division championship, maybe a playoff game, uh, maybe you clinch a playoff spot. Looks like they look like they won the World Series in the Super Bowl or something. Week eight matchup, week nine <laughs> matchup, like so. It tells you what they thought about their their prior head coach, and I know people don't believe. Uh, momentum isn't real, but there is something to be said for this to happen back to back times for the Raiders firing the coach midseason. A guy steps in as an interim, the team rallies around the guy, and they come out with a dominating performance. So it's 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 something to be said about the human element of yeah. man. I don't really want to play for this guy. I'll, I'd rather run through a brick wall for this guy. So it was cool to see, but it was a little bit much considering it was just week nine. But it was hilarious. Yeah, but I mean, like, jo I mean, Josh McDaniels got crapped on all day. Like every, if like, if it hadn't been for the Chiefs and the and the Dolphins playing on Sunday morning, um, there would have been a lot more attention paid to every single network having some report about how Josh McDaniels was just got destroyed in this Thursday meeting. That the, 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 there's like a, yeah. a, a airing of the grievances, and then. You know, you it, like and like everybody thrashed him, and then Antonio Pierce was like, "There's like, oh, like he brought. You think he brought up the 2007 Giants for being the Patriots on accident? Hell no, he knew what he was doing. I don't think he liked McDaniel's. And clearly, I mean, clearly, like I think this Raiders team is really fascinating moving forward. Um, I would just be careful about. Um, I would be careful about fading them just because they've been bad. You look at their schedule: Jets at home um, on on Sunday Night Football, I believe, and then uh, at the Dolphins. Home against the Chiefs. They've got some very winnable games on the stretch. I don't know if they're going to become a playoff team per se, but I think that you will see a much more like the way Josh McD I mean, the way Josh Jacobs ran, the way yeah. Devontae Adams just sort of played, Aiden O'Connell out there slinging it, uh, the defense flying around. I, I think I think it'll be a very interesting team to watch down the stretch. Uh, on the unders thing, I would um, I would caution anyone from reading too much into that. Uh, you know, you had, I think it's, I think again, it was probably a lot matchup based. Like the Rams are starting Brett Rippon. They score three points. Packers weren't very good, right? Bears have a backup quarterback. They score 17. Panthers and the Colts, not, not a ton of points. Quarterbacks. Cardinals, Second zero. There's just a lot. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. Uh, there, there's just a lot of games where like, like the Giants had Tommy DeVito in there. They score six points. Um, you know, just a lot of games where the under, uh, hit in large part because of just sort of the quality of play at the quarterback position, I think. Yeah. Anything that you guys learned um, from this, this weekend, like for one thing, Seattle, what happened, what happened to the Seahawks? I mean, only three, only I three. Think it was more, I think it was more Baltimore than Seattle. Just stopping them. I, I mean, they did the same thing. The lions. I think, I think, Lamar kills NFC teams and the Ravens defense is just the Ravens getting Mike what McDonald. What is the stat for Lamar and the NFC team? 18 and one. 18 and one. Yeah. Undefeated at home. Um, and the Ravens now the only team or the third team in NFL, or since the merger, excuse me, to have to beat three straight teams that had a winning record by 24 plus points. Wow. Mm. The Bills Emory, actually did it this year too. Emory, are the are the Ravens the best team in the NFL right now? That's tough. I can't. I I can't say if they is if they are or not. I can't say any team is the best team in the NFL right now because I feel like everybody's kind of, you know, the same in terms of what we would probably consider the four best teams on each side of the conference. You know, AFC, NFC. They're probably all about the same. You know, it's like different. You know, leans to this team may be best this week. This team may be best that week. Right. Usually, you have a clear cut. Oh, this team is the best. But right now, I feel like everybody. Can at least eight teams can stake that claim for being the best in the league right now? I want to point out that uh, both Alex and I noted, uh, and I think Emery was on this too. The same general principle. Um, I can't I talk so much. I can't remember like who, what who, who said what <laughs> at what point. But several weeks ago, it was like bet Lamar Jackson now to win MVP. He's going to be the oh. favorite, and he is currently uh, tied with uh, Patrick Mahomes. At least what I see, Patrick Mahomes and Jalen 
Hertz at three and a half to one to win the MVP. So uh, hopefully you got some Lamar at, at, at 11 to one, eight to one, nine to one. Uh, he is now the favorite to win MVP exactly several weeks after we predicted it would happen in several weeks. Got to tune into the Pick 6 Podcast. Props, anything that you learned um, in Week 9 in terms of props? Were there players that didn't perform the way you thought they were going to or any big standouts? Uh, nothing, nothing in particular. Obviously, some great individual performances. Uh, as you mentioned, Katie, yeah, just watching CJ Stroud uh, just methodically pick apart a pretty good Tampa Bay uh, defense was extremely impressive. Uh, Noah Brown sighting of all players, making a big impact in the three wide receiver sets for Houston. So, yeah, I've just been so impressed by C.J. Stroud uh, and that offense, and they just have not had a running game all year. It's not like we're talking about a super balanced team uh, that's keeping the defenses honest. They've been one of the least efficient running teams in football. So, yeah, continue to be impressed by Houston. Uh, I'm impressed by Baltimore, obviously, beating a team like Seattle as decisively as they did. want to give a shout-out to the Gus Bus. Broke a Ravens franchise record six rushing touchdowns wow. in the last three games. So Lamar Jackson certainly deserves a tremendous amount of recognition and rightfully uh, the MVP favorite, as we did point out. But uh, Gus Edwards is having a great season as well. All right, uh, let's get into uh, week nine before Harry starts getting mad at us. Well, let's week ten actually. TNF Panthers. Uh, we, I, will, I mean, well, whatever. Bears. No, I was going to complain about talking about week 10 already. I'm saying it annoys me. Oh, well, you're a grumpy cat. Which I told you I'm a grumpy. I'm grumpy yeah. in the middle of the season. I get grumpy. Okay. All right. Well, let's talk about Thursday Night Football. Bears at Panthers. <laughs> Bears gonna, minus. This is going to make me feel better. <laughs> three, three and a half. This total, 39 and a half, 40 in some spots. Uh, look, I mean, I'll get into this in the anticipation plays, but I just will say that nighttime unders are now 61 and 29 in the past two seasons. This season alone, they're 20 of 26 hitting at 76%. Uh, neither of these offenses are all that exciting to watch. And I think we're getting Justin Fields back, aren't we, Emery? Uh, potentially. Yeah. I don't Maybe. know. I don't, I know he's returning to practice. I don't he's know. If day he's to day, I think right now. Right. So it, because it's a short week, probably wouldn't be wise to throw him out there. Um, although this would be the perfect get right game, but I, I doubt you throw him out there on a short week with, you know, I, I feel like both get quarterbacks are turnover prone right now. Mm -hmm. The young ones that are playing, Bajan had five turnovers um, last week, uh, well, yesterday against New Orleans. And to throw, you know how terrible a pass has to be for a defensive back to take it back the other way. Pick sixes are the result of you know, just horrible placement on the on the ball, it, because DBs really can't catch, and they're catching these things and, and they're going back the other way. So it has to be perfect for them to haul in, which is how bad these throws used to be. Matt Schaub used to have the best pick six pick six passes uh, until Stafford really took that over, right? You know, <laughs> I love there's it. Only quarterbacks that could bring it back the other way, but this one screams under because of the the young. Uh, quarterbacks that I granted Bryce Young won't throw two pick sixes again um, in this game, but because we'll probably see them get conservative now. Oh, he's turning the ball over. We gotta we gotta scale back. Watch this game go under. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Panthers have scored 10, 17, 27 uh, in, in a game where the Seahawks put up thirty seven. They had a late touchdown, I believe. Thirteen. And by the way, that's seventeen. They had that late garbage time touchdown against the Saints too. Uh, twenty four at the Lions. Another garbage time touchdown. Maybe two of them in that game. Uh, Forty two. Twenty one. Lost at the Dolphins. More garbage time crap uh, against the Dolphins. Fifteen points in a win against the Texans, and then thirteen yesterday. So, if you any time that they've been over twenty. It has been purity, purity, as they say around these parts, uh, garbage time points. So the biggest concern here, I think, for the over or taking the under would be that like, and and this is where you, I think you'd be a little careful to to wait and see what happens with Justin Fields because if Fields plays, they could destroy the Panthers, be up like twenty one, like twenty four to seven, and then you get a backdoor touchdown from the Panthers because the Bears are sort of let up. The, the Panthers, I'm telling you. I, I have to talk about this team and watch this team way too much. They're terrible. They're not any fun. They're probably going to, somebody's getting fired in the next couple of weeks if this keeps up, whether it's Scott Fitterer or I don't think it'll be Frank Reich. So it'll probably be Scott Fitterer. He's been around the longest. David Tepper can't help himself. He gets an itchy trigger finger. Um, they should be desperate over a short week. I don't think it'll matter. 
Uh, they, they, I agree they'll be conservative. The under is a great look. It's just the back door, and if Justin Fields plays, I would be worried about it. Quick, quick quickly, uh, and I'm, I'm smiling because this was maybe two weeks ago. Um, I did the color for Morgan State, Norfolk State, and usually that game was at two. So I'm, I'm putting in sports line picks okay. for FCS games because they release those those lines late in the they release them an hour before yeah. the noon kickoff right so i'm throwing these in i look at the over under for norfolk state morgan state it was at 36 and a half and i'm like i've called three morgan state games this year i've called two norfolk state games this year i know both offenses are gonna struggle because morgan's defense is top five in the fcs and their offense couldn't score especially the quarterback is it wasn't good at the time I'm like, this game is going to go under, clearly. Shootout breaks out. I'm like, you got to be kidding Yeah, me. it, it happens. Like over 60. I'm like, unbelievable. So be wary of the <laughs> teams play each other. Uh-huh. Because in a low number, they could easily go like the Saints and Bears yesterday. Who's, who saw the Bears scoring 17 points? Not me. No, and so I, I had Cole Komet on my fantasy team and he went off for 20 points yesterday and he was on my bench. If I would have played my bench, I would have beat my opponent this weekend, but I didn't. Uh, that's neither here nor there. Adam Thielen, three uh, receiving touchdowns from Bryce Young, DJ Tark, two, Tommy Triple, two, Kenny Moore, two. Those are your leaders in the season for Bryce Young. Kenny Moore doesn't play for the Panthers, so that's not great. Props, you got an input here, right? I, I do, yeah. I think this actually sets up nicely for the Bears' offense, specifically the run game, specifically Dante Foreman. Also a little revenge game narrative as he goes against the Panthers, who he obviously played for last season. In neutral game environments, Dante Foreman has really been excellent. When the Bears trail, though, uh, they tend to lean more on Drayton Evans uh, and Roshan Johnson. So really, Foreman's not on the field when the Bears are playing from behind. And again, against the Panthers in this spot, I really think we could see a large dose of Dante Foreman, probably get a big discount on his number as well because his production has been inconsistent merely because he's been game scripted uh, out of a lot of games. So he's someone I like quite a bit this week once we see the number, obviously. Colts Patriots Colts it's in Germany I mean I don't know that I'm anybody should be setting an alarm to get up for this one <laughs> it's not exactly uh Miami it's, Dolphins and Chiefs uh, yeah it's brutal um although I bet both these teams will outscore the Dolphins considering their output on Sunday uh in Frankfurt the uh the Colts now um four and five on the season the Patriots two and seven Bill Belichick was asked on Monday if he thinks he's coaching for his job which is like you talk about this, uh, like th- this being a simulation or like good luck, like go travel back in time to 2019 and tell somebody that's going to happen in four years. Like, like what the F are you talking about? Um, I don't think we have any uh, specific plays on this totals 43 here. I would probably uh, look towards the under probably like the Patriots too. Uh, hadn't been great this year. Right. I mean, <laughs> I mean, they think they're two and seven against the spread, uh, but Gardner Minshew does like to turn the ball over and Jim Mercy peacocking a little too much in that post game. Oh my post-game God. Dance that dancing. For, uh, for you didn't want to party with him. You, you tell me you don't want to party with that guy. I can't stand Jim Mercy at this point. Uh, Niners at the Jaguars, 49ers minus two and a half. A total of 44 and a half. Hmm. Interesting line here, Katie, for your Niners traveling across the country against a, a very okay. good Jaguars team uh, coming off the bye. Although I guess you guys uh, coming off coming the bye as well. Yeah. Oh, the line's actually moved to three and the total has uh, stayed steady at 44 and a half. I think obviously, uh, you know, odds makers are assuming that the last three games are not going to carry forward for the 49ers. Obviously, just getting um, Chase Young to the D-line is exciting and should help a lot of things. Um, speaking of that D-line, Emery, how do you think that they match up with the Jags O-line? That, that's the biggest key in this game because now you have another hired weapon on a defensive line. You can't just slide protect toward Bosa. Now you have to worry about Chase Young. Now you have to worry about Armstead on the interior, as well as what they also have in uh, Javon Hargrave. It's insane to think about this defensive line of guys that can really get upfield and get to the quarterback, which pairs perfectly with Trevor Lawrence having to be better in the pocket. He gets a little bit careless with the ball. He he tends to put it on the ground a lot, uh, more so the interceptions. But if he's able to withstand some of that pressure he's going to see up front because it's going to it's going to you know be heavy in his ball game. 
there is some opportunities on the back end waiting for him um, in terms of the receivers versus the secondary of San Francisco, more so the corners. Um, but I feel like this game will be one, as most games are, that deal with San Francisco up front. I like the Jags defense here. Um, they're athletic. They can fly around to the ball, make plays versus the run game. And they also on offense just don't feel like they're ever out of it. So I would take the Jags plus the points here based yeah, off based off what I think they can do um, versus pressure. But, man, it's going to be uh, – it's going to have to be a heroic effort for the Jags to do so, and I think Trevor Lawrence can get it done. little uh, revenge game for Trent Belke, by the way. He was with the 49ers. Oh, that's right. That's true. Let go in the whole Jim Harbaugh saga. Good angle. I like that. Mm-hmm. Although I, I know, you know, I'm firmly on uh, the 49ers side on this one. I mean, just in my heart, I'm, I don't have a play on this. Any props that you're looking at, prop stars? Uh, nothing quite yet, obviously, but I am interested in the matchup. I thought Emery hit the nail on the head uh, regarding breaking down Jacksonville's offense versus San Francisco's defense. They have been very vulnerable in the back end. We've seen some receivers with a lot of production. So I look at some vertical threats like Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk, you know, running snaps out of the slot could potentially uh, feast against this uh, San Francisco secondary that certainly hasn't been as good as they have been in years past. All right. The Saints at the Vikings. Uh, Josh Dobbs, uh, Kevin O'Connell told. What a story. Uh, I know. It's unbelievable. I mean, it's incredible performance. Like, I don't, I mean, we talked about this on the recap show last night, but like, you know, he, I mean, he, he, like, he like, didn't know. He was asking guys in the huddle. Like, he never taken a snap. Okay, names were, yeah. From Garrett Bradbury. He's asking, like, he, he didn't know most people's names. He was asking people in the huddle, like, all right, what is the route on this side of the ball? <laughs> and Jordan asked him, like, all right, I'm going to run like a hitch here. And like, that's, it's, he's like, it's a, it's a, ver- it's a nine route over there. And like, like, it's an end breaker. Like, he's, I'm going to run a post here. And he would just like sort of run with it. And yeah, just an embarrassing loss for the Falcons. Now the Vikings get to be, a underdog to an NFC South team again, this time with the Saints as a two-and-a-half-point favorite at Minnesota, a total of 41. The Vikings 5-3-1 and one against the spread. The Saints 2-6-1. and one. The over 2-7 and seven for both teams. That's why you see this low total. Would not be surprised at all if the Vikings are a little more conservative, knowing that, like, Josh Dobbs are going to full week of practice, try to run the ball. A lot of Alexander Madison, maybe some short passes, get the ball to Jordan Addison in short yardage. TJ Hawkinson questionable here. Um, I kind of like the Vikings a lot here as a, as a dog at home, especially with Brian Flores' defense playing. I know the Falcons scored a bunch of points, but weird game situation. And Brian Flores, you send pressure after David or Derek Carr. I mean, you could see him easily kind of fold. And, and the Saints' defense playing good football, too. Yeah, that, that's my stand, too. I, I don't trust the Saints here in this spot. It's unfortunate Cam Akers is out once again yeah. with a, an Achilles injury. That's, that sucks. Um, but I feel like was lost in the job story was how well Jaron Hall was playing until yeah. he went full, you know, Joe Kane on the goal line yeah. and got knocked out. So he may even play in this game. And we don't know if Dobbs is going to start. But either way, they both give the Saints defense problems because they're both athletic quarterbacks that get out on the move. But this one to me will be about the Saints offense versus this Vikings pressure. And, you know, Brinson hit it on on point. I don't trust Carr. I trust Brian Flores' pressure. The Vikings, on paper, the Saints should beat the Vikings, but the Saints can't run the ball like they normally should. I just think the Vikings can pull this one out. I actually like the over here as well. Yeah, I think I would lead towards the over too. All right. Moving on, um, Titans at Buccaneers. Buccaneers laying one and a half. Virtual pick him here. This total, is it still 38 and a half? Yep, 38 and a half. Prop stars, uh, you're looking at Will Levis. Yeah, just Will Levis has made some super impressive throws. I know, obviously, uh, the last drive where he was kind of forcing some passes. But, yeah, just over the course of the game, he's just showing some upside, some passes that Ryan Tannehill incapable of making. So even if Tannehill returns, which there is some speculation, he could be back soon. uh, This is definitely going to be the Will Levis show. Uh, I think he's going to continue to be impressive. I think he's adding a lot of juice to this offense, helping everything, everyone from Derrick Henry. And then especially, you know, someone like DeAndre Hopkins, who is still playing some outstanding football. So uh, I do believe that Tampa Bay can potentially push 
the Titans into a high-scoring affair. We saw that again last week, last week with the Houston Texans. So, yeah, I like Will Levis. I like what I've seen. I definitely like uh, what it's done for a guy like DeAndre Hopkins quite a bit. Yeah, at the very least, like this offense, like if Will Levis is forced, Will Levis is, I saw, I can't remember who said this, but um, I thought it was accurate, and I, I just don't want to misattribute it, but it's like every single drop back is a roller coaster. Like <laughs> you don't, you don't know what you're going to get from Levis. And I mean that in like a kind of a good, fun way. Okay. And I think, but I Are think that's interesting. Up? Yeah, it's, I think that's interesting for like the, for the over because, you know, I think we could see Tampa Bay be opportun opportunistic enough to, you know, if he makes a mistake to turn it over, or, but he could also, as we saw in that Houston game, like carve him up. And by the way, Will Levis, uh, Anthony Richardson, and CJ Stroud. I know Anthony Richardson out for the year, but he was playing well when he was out there. Not doing Bryce Young any favors, um, or Frank Reich, or Scott Fitterer. So yeah, I would uh, I would probably lean towards maybe the over here. That's a really low total, and I think we could also see a situation where Emory maybe after a big week, like seventy five percent unders hit. There's this market overreaction that shrinks it down. Keep an eye on the weather for all these games, of course, but like where we could see some more higher scores, even from, from like some of these totals where it's like in the like the high thirties. Listen, I, I couldn't wait to talk about this Will Levis thing because if you it's fascinating to watch the discourse on social media. Um, you could tell who reads the box scores, and you could tell and again, you can't have these discussions on Twitter because everyone will they'll strictly go, Oh, they won. It's funny when QB wins matter, right? But if you look at a lot of these Levis big throws and big plays, they're coming off of busted coverages. And if you go back to the Steelers game. Those big throws that accounted for him going, what, 12 or 15 in the first half, 153 yards, a lot of them happened when they were backed up on their own end. So he threw a big ball to get out of the shadow of their own end zone. But once he got in between the 40 to 40, they couldn't do – he couldn't complete a pass. That's why in the second half, up until that last drive, he had 40 yards passing in the entire second half. And he had to have thrown at least nine interceptions <laughs> on that last drive before they actually caught one, right? Um, and so if you if you think about what we saw the, the Steelers do and what we know of Ty Bowles and his Bucks defense will do, this could be a game that looks a lot like what we saw against Pittsburgh. It's going to be imperative for them to run the ball. Now, the saving grace for Tennessee in this game, they can get the ball from Baker Mayfield too, yeah. you know, and, and that's going to be the key. So the under could potentially be in play because of how both quarterbacks are literally the roller coaster. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I find that that conversation about Levis already putting him up there. Because when you think about it, he averaged, what, 6.8 yards an attempt? Is that groundbreaking now? Everybody's now running victory laps because he completed, you know, a couple like of mayonnaise in the coffee. Yeah, like, it's mean, like but he does. You like, can tell he like he adds some juice to the offense. Like, the, like it's, from Ryan it's, Tannehill. it's, clearly, yes. it's clearly, clearly obvious he's better than Tannehill. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And should be yeah. out there the rest of the way. But I think the victory lapping and the lack of nuance and how he's actually playing, because we can't have these nuanced conversations. Everybody's looking to one up and, and you know, champion everything that they're doing. But it's like, hey, man, I, I just want to talk football and the football side of things saying like, hey, we got to be careful with how we were watching and calling what he's what he's doing out there. The Steelers literally dropped four picks, um, not just on the last drive. I'm talking about throughout the entire game. Maybe well, maybe he's got that those that Brock Purdy uh, magic in dropping literal. interception powder. It and runs he runs all over the football. It runs it's like, out. Ah, you guys just can't intercept Brock Purdy. It's unbelievable. It well, Levis, fi they finally got an interception on like the final drive of the game. Thank God, because I had him for an interception. But guys, we got to take a quick break here. Stick around for our, our anticipation plays where we try to beat the line movement coming up next. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. 
Exclusions apply. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. It's time again for our segment where we give you a bet that you should lock in early before the line moves to get you some closing line value. CLV, baby. We also do you one better and predict where that line is going to close at. I don't know if mine exactly does today, but let's uh, let's get it going for our, our anticipations plays. The anticip- anticipation play segment is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Um, do we need to recap last week? Did we win last week? I, I'm not understanding. Well, I don't know. I don't know if you win. I don't know if you win because it's not exactly like a parlay. But Alex had the Falcons at the minus four and a half. He thought the line would go up to six. I don't know what it actually. It, can, it was three and a half. half. Oh, okay. Three and a half. I, th- I I could be mistaken. I thought it. No, I no, thought no, I lost. no. When uh, when Jaron Hall was the now started close at five and a half. I think. Oh, okay. Lucky yeah, so me. You were, yeah, you were pretty close. And then, um, I don't know if the Panthers total went up. Or not. I do know the Ravens sort of went up two whole points. Uh, not yeah. quite the full six that Emory had, but it went up to 44 and a half. Uh, and then I don't think, I think the Colts actually closed as like two and a half point favorite. So maybe moved half a point in my favorite. But I mean, yeah, nothing. Yeah. Um, Emory's probably the closest of anybody's. I mean, that, that thing jumped two points the next day. Yeah, that, that was a good one. People watching Pick Six podcasts, that's why. Like, uh-huh. right. moving the lines. Moving the lines. All right. This week, <laughs> Alex, who you got? I'm going to take a shot at Baltimore here, minus five and a half, playing against the Cleveland Browns. Look, I think Cleveland's performance, all impressive. The defense certainly played well, but that was against Clayton Toon and this Cardinals offense that has obviously created uh, just lacking a lot of talent. So as a result of that, you know, shutout victory, uh, I think Cleveland may get a little more credit than they frankly deserve. Offensively, just wasn't very impressed with the Browns' offense. They possessed the football for the entire game, didn't get much going on the ground, uh, and just I'm not really seeing it with Deshaun Watson. So I think if we see the Baltimore team that we saw yesterday against Seattle or we saw against Detroit, they could potentially win by double digits. I don't, wouldn't be surprised if this line end up closes at six and a half years. So I think it's a good spot of five and a half. No, I love that. It's, it's already moved up to six in some spots, too. I was looking at that today, and I was like, ooh, I got to lock in that five and a half. Agree with you there. Uh, I'm going to go TNF, Thursday Night Football, Bears-Panthers, taking this under 40. You can find it still 40 at some places. It's already dipped down to 39. Uh, we already talked about it. Unders have just been killing it in primetime games. So this could go to 39 and a half, which it already is. It could go all the way down to possibly 38. So if you can find the 40, I would go ahead and grab that now. Yeah, I, I, listen – the Ravens are playing a good team, so definitely they're gonna bring their A game. They may win by double digits. If they were playing, you know, Cleveland State, then it'd be a toss up. The Ravens, yeah. you know, you know, you never know what you're gonna get from them when they play someone they're not interested in. Um, <laughs> but this Broncos line is plus seven and a half against Buffalo. I f- still feel like people are not giving this Broncos defensive improvement enough credit. So by the end of the week, we may see this line dip to plus four and a half, drop three mm-hmm. whole points. I will take uh, the Cardinals. They are plus one and a half at home against the Falcons. I think that they close as slight favorites because the Falcons are kind of poopy. And Kyler Murray, I expect, will be named the starter by Tuesday. I think this is sort of a hedge hedge line here uh, with the the Cardinals. Basically, they're plus one and a half because they don't want to make – you can't make the Cardinals plus three and then Kyler starts – First game of the season, you don't you don't know what you're going to get, but Kyler Murray's going to be motivated to play well, and you, you know, I don't think you want to see why to 
I don't think he wants him to draft somebody else. I, I wouldn't think so because then he has to move on. It's embarrassing. Um, but you can't make the Falcons. So you can't make the Falcons like three point favorites. But you can't make the Falcons dogs. And then all of a sudden Clayton Toon's starting again, and the Falcons defense gets to like go off against Clayton Toon. So uh, I think I'm going to bank on Kyler playing. I'll say this closes uh, Cardinals minus one. Okay, this anticipation play segment has been brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Brinson? Oh, yeah. Sorry. I'm You're up. Sorry. I'm aware. Emory mentioned the Ravens minus five and a half, hosting the Browns, total 38 and a half. Uh, unders have been cashing three, four, and one for the Browns, three and six for the Ravens. The both teams of positive against the spread, five and three. For the Browns, it's six and three for the Ravens, almost identical to their uh, straight up numbers. You can see it's moved to six already and a little bit of juice on the over here. Uh, as I mentioned, Baltimore has been stomping good teams, beat the Browns by 24, beat the crap out of the Seahawks and the Lions as well, and now get the Browns again. Uh, I would think that a um, second divisional game of the year with two good, two really good defenses would uh, under is probably the look, but it's a very low total. Um, so I would I would lean towards the under, but I don't think it's going to come down a ton. And then, you know, I, like Watson being back. I mean, if Watson was somehow out again, this line would shoot up to like seven and a half or eight. So I would definitely want to be on the Ravens now rather than later. Yeah, I'm going to lay these points with the Ravens because uh, what they're going to do is force the Sean Watson to prove that his arm is 100%. They're going to make him make tight window throws, which require a ton of velocity. Uh, and the Ravens are a very good open field tackling team. There's no Nick Chubb to worry about in this matchup. Yeah. So you'll see them play the run on the way to the quarterback. This one will look a lot like the first matchup, in my opinion. I think this is going to be a, a big win again uh, for Baltimore. But who is Keaton Mitchell, man? Earlier before we started this podcast, I had to go back in the crates a little bit and be a little bit petty. Uh, because <laughs> you know, you had I put out my top five running back list back in April 20th, um, on CBS Sports HQ, mm-hmm. and folks was lambasting me for having Jameer Gibbs over B. John Robinson. I had uh Deuce Vaughn in there at number three, Tajay Spears at four, and Mr. Keaton Mitchell at number five. And all I heard was the fact that he's 179 pounds, he's gonna die in the NFL. You have to be 200. Jameer Gibbs is 199, you have to be 200 to be successful. And all we're seeing now is these breakout games from these little bite-sized running backs. How fast <laughs> is that? We saw this man have nine carries for 150-something yards, averaging 13 yards a carry. He's the most explosive back on the roster. And I've always said this, when you have an explosive back paired with a mobile quarterback, those type of games that you see, uh, that you saw yesterday from Keaton Mitchell, are more likely to continue to happen because the speed and quickness is what's important. Yes, Gus Bus is good. That's why he has so many big plays. But and I always use this analogy and reference. CJ2K was CJ2K with Vince Young. He was CJ1300 with everybody else. Hmm. Keep playing Keaton Mitchell. Yeah. I, I'm off my soapbox. Shout out East Carolina, baby. I've been impressed with the Ravens. I, no J.K. Dobbins, no problem. Gus Bus, Keaton Mitchell. I do want to say that I remember like seven, eight weeks ago. I want to say a week. Two or week three, Emery, you said keep an eye, and this is when uh, Keaton was obviously on injured reserve still. You told everyone to keep an eye on Keaton Mitchell. Uh, so, yeah, impressive call. Certainly looked great. Add another dimension of speed uh, to that Ravens backfield uh, that they've been missing. So, good call, Emery. And he has a better number than Justice Hill. Justice Hill's out there with 43. He's out there with 34. <laughs> I'm not giving the ball to 43. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, also, the Ravens, I believe, have the Bengals in the following week. So two big divisional games for them. Moving on, the Texans at the Bengals. Bengals laying seven and a half over a touchdown. This total 46 and a half. Obviously, huge game for C.J. Stroud. Uh, but this Bengals pass rush, I mean, they gave fits to um, Josh Allen last night. I don't know that C.J. Stroud has quite as successful of a game against this Bengals team. Probably um, not. I probably not. Yeah. I mean, I will say, by the way, just, just a side note. Did anybody notice how white Joe Burrow's teeth were last night in that <laughs> post game? I was like this. I'm wondering if he got veneers or something. Cause his teeth did not look like that a year ago. I'm going to have to find some side-by-side comparison, but Joe Burrow's teeth are looking bigger and whiter. 
Um, but that's neither here nor there. Give, give us give us a scouting report on this game. No, that, that that's scouting. that's peak scout report right there. That's elite <laughs> level scouting. That's what that's what that's what you look for, Katie. Uh -huh. like, but uh -huh. it's, it's hard to overlook when folks have veneers like that because mm -hmm. you just keep staring at their mouth. And so I, I've never seen teeth that white. I mean, they yeah. were like a piece of paper. <laughs> you might be absolutely right. You <laughs> did have an extended time on the bye week. But I, I will say the, the over is definitely in play um, because of how Houston plays, whether they're going to be down and having to throw their way in to this, to make it a game or will they will we see a back and forth. I think this one has the, the markings of a back and forth game. Um, Houston now has confidence. Uh, they came down like numerous times against Tampa. I think they do so here. So I like the over more than anything in this ballgame. I, I think both these quarterbacks are just playing so well right now. Uh, C.J. Stroud just so impressive. Talked about him earlier. But, uh, yeah, just doing it with, you know, a kind of unheralded wide receiver group. We're talking about Noah Brown. We're talking about the rookie Tank Dell and Nico Collins. None of these guys even were sniffed a thousand yard season prior to this year. And now all, all three are just absolutely balling out. Robert Woods with the injury. Brown just steps in and just immediately just popping off with triple digits uh, all the time. So yeah, just been very impressed with Houston. And then Joe Burrow looks to be Joe Burrow again. Nice to see T. Higgins back at 100% as well. He obviously adds a huge dimension to that offense because Jamar Chase is double teamed more than any wide receiver in the NFL. So when you have someone like T. Higgins opposite of him, who's playing at a high level, able to get loose down the field, obviously gives them another number one wide receiver in that offense. So uh, both these guys is playing at a high level. Can't wait for this matchup. How about the kicker? Wasn't there like a running back that kicked a uh Agumba Wale? Agumba Wale. Agumba Wale. Yeah, he did it. Agumba Wale, thank Here's the crazy part. You have a, a, a special team that also kicks like that. You mm -hmm. just made it an 11 on 11 return because usually right. the, you don't count the kicker, but now you can kick the ball deep and you go down there and make a tackle. Like <laughs> you have an advantage as a kickoff yeah. special. Uh, by the way, uh, interesting. You know, we talked. I talked about it really briefly in the in the recap last night. But um, the Texans, when they scored the final touchdown, they went up two, right? Mm -hmm. And they had Dari there, who could have kicked the extra point to make it a three point game. But there were six seconds left. It wasn't worth the risk to kick the extra point. You have a mistake. You know, you, you got a running back kicking the extra point goes right. back the other way, and they right exactly they take it back the other way and tie it up. You know, you're not going to get a field goal attempt against you with six seconds on the clock. Like you're going to get the kickoff, the pitchy, pitchy, woo, woo, shout out Scott Van Pelt. And then maybe one play at absolute most, like something, one of those things, you're definitely not getting a field goal attempt against you unless something really weird happens. So smart coaching to take the knee on the two point conversion play, but it was a three point spread That's in that game. Is, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you talk about a, a dagger. Uh, like you, yeah. And on like an RCBS pick'em league, this was happening on like the group chat, but, uh, so, like, the, the Pick'em League locks it on Tuesday, right? And you just make the picks. Because you can't have the spreads fluctuating based on when people make them. Everybody makes them. We pick every game against the spread. It And, they, and you can't – there are no pushes. So, it, it either goes one way or the other. It was it was, uh, it was was uh, Houston minus two and a half. And so, like, the people who were like, like why is it good, good? Like, losing their minds. You, you, you can you could just tell, like, who's on what side of the, the, the game. Because it's like, why are you kicking it? Like, I've got, I've got Houston. I'm like, I think it's a really smart thing to take – to take a knee, or I got Tampa. I'm like, I think it's a smart thing to take a knee there. You know, the, a, you can you can always tell who's got what side of, of of what in those in those spots. Packers at the Steelers. Steelers minus three and a half, a total of thirty seven and a half. The Steelers are the biggest under team to uh, on the season, I believe, my, a one and seven to the over, but somehow five and three against the spread and five and three straight up. I don't, I don't honestly, I don't know how the f they're five and three straight up. It's a, it's the biggest. Thing of magic beans ever seen in my entire life. This line is already down to three. I didn't see what there was the total still at 37 and a half. Um, I look Pittsburgh weather, yeah, 37 and a half, a little juicy over. Pittsburgh weather doesn't look bad. Uh, it'll be cold, but the pack nothing that's gonna scare the Packers. Um, I mean, I would, I still think I wouldn't touch the over here. I can't see Pittsburgh putting up many points. Green, I, I kind of like the Steelers a little bit at three, but if it's gonna keep drifting the other way, then I'd, I'd rather wait a little bit on it. Um, this is just a pretty gross game, honestly. Very gross. I think Jordan Love could have success over the middle of the field, like mm. with the tight ends and the little stop routes, because 
they're going to, I think that's if you, that's where you attack Pittsburgh. You, you're not going to be able to attack them on the perimeter because you got have to throw into the pressure, but you have to attack them over the middle of the field. And they have, we saw now their tight ends, Musgrave started getting involved in the offense. They can run the ball a little bit when they decide to run the ball. And I just can't trust Kenny Pickett. I, I, it's fascinating that they are winning these ball games with how ineffective Pickett is at quarterback. It's the biggest open secret in the NFL right now. Like they need some help back there. Hey, how about like they moved Matt Canada down to the sidelines to get rid of like my favorite coaching booth shot where he's like, what happened? <laughs> what? They need to move Steve Wilkes down next for the 49ers. Mm. He not good. Mm-hmm. Uh, props, you have something there? Real quick, I did want to point out though, as far as uh, Aaron Jones is concerned, Matt LaFleur talked about turning him loose and he did give him a large workload and he did start to resemble the Aaron Jones we all know and love. So I think the hamstring injury might finally be uh, oh in, the, in the mirror, in the back mirror. And yeah, it looks like he's fully healthy finally. Shout out to uh, me for claiming Aaron Jones off waivers for my dad's hey. fantasy team while my parents were pulling my parents out of town. So I, I said, I'll, I'm going to drink all your, all your wine, but I will manage your fantasy teams while you're gone. Um, that's right. Okay. Let's take a break. And when we come back, some scorchers, including Kyler Murray's possible debut, a <laughs> Giants team that is, a 425-point underdog to the Dallas Cowboys. We'll tell you all about it next. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right. Welcome back. Falcons at Cardinals. Falcons minus one and a half currently. I mentioned it during the anticipation plays, but I kind of like the Cardinals catching that one and a half, or at least like the line to move. Cardinals, of course, one and eight on the money line, four, four, and one against the spread. Cardinals games have actually been going over. This total is 41 and a half. Taylor Heineke will start again for the Falcons in this one. But more importantly, Arthur Smith shaved his mustache. I can't believe he did that. And, well, I can because they stink. Oh, was it just for November? No, we're in November right now. Only Arthur Smith. Only yeah, he shaved it during November. That's right. He had, grew a mustache for the season and shaved it during November. Probably he probably did it because he's like, God dang it! Everybody's gonna think I did this for November, but I'm not. But he had I, it in I, October. Right. I mean, my theory is that he did it because the Falcons are now four and five, having lost to uh, Josh Dobbs and. Uh, Will Levis, is that right? Will Levis in back-to-back weeks? Yeah. Harry, can we, get a, can we get a picture of Arthur Smith without the mustache? I'd just like to see it. You can keep talking, but just if... Oh, I was like, did, does Harry have one ready? I was no, like, I, probably not. I just, if, right. if, if we can, great. If we can't, we can't. He's <laughs> on it. Harry's on it. Um, yeah, I, look, uh, I'll tell you what's concerning, Alex. B. John Robinson didn't get, a, didn't get a carry after he fumbled late in that game. Arthur Smith, I, there's got to be something going on behind the scenes, off the field. Like Remember like the Trey Sermon, Brandon Ayuk, doghouse type of thing with the 49ers? It feels like it's got to be something like that. Like Bijan's maybe complained to the coaches about his role or something. Or, I mean, they'll probably chalk it up to pass pro. I don't know. They don't – they are not using this rookie running back. I would say that he is by far, frankly, the most disappointing fantasy player on the season and it's you can't figure out you know heads or tails what arthur smith is going to do with him but right now i don't see how you can trust him i don't see how you can trust playing him it's inexplicable brinson yeah it's it's puzzling it's frustrating try to come up with a different explanation every week whether it's rogue migraines on sunday morning 
or just, yeah, who, who knows at this point what's going on. But, yeah, it's not turning around and it's not changing that much. Uh, I think it's fair to fair to assume at this point. Yeah, just Bijan's usage just, uh, yeah, continues to be super, super erratic. When he is on the field, he obviously looks very good at times. But, yeah, just not getting the consistent touches, not knowing when he's going to get touches, not getting the high leverage touches either, just completely sapping his value. I thought he was legitimately in play to lead the NFL in rushing this season. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Partly being on an offense that was obviously, you know, excellent at running the football last season. There he is without the mustache there. Uh -huh. But Arthur Smith right now, and for my money, is the least likely coach uh, or probably the most likely coach to uh, lose his job if the Falcons continue to sputter here. I don't uh, like That's interesting. I, I, I think that Arthur Blank – tries to be more patient and generally gives like that extra year. I don't, I think, I think it's kind of unlikely. I think they're sort of in on Arthur Smith and now don't get, now don't get like no mustache though. You got to factor I said that the Raiders were not going to fire Josh McDaniels and you know, who the hell knows? I mean, the owners get fickle quickly and four and five is not where the Falcons should be at all. I mean, 11 carries 51 yards for B. John Robinson. He's averaging 4.6 yards per carry. I mean, Jonu Smith is the most involved. Like, B. John Robinson gets 11 carries, and Jonu Smith and Kaderil Hodge get 12 targets. Like, what is this offense? And I, I know Jonu had that long screen pass um, late in the game, but it's like, dude, you have Kyle Pitts and Bijan, and Drake London was missing in this game. But it's like, what? What is this? This is like, this is like when you you're like, I'm bored of playing Madden at this like 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 I, I just it's too easy. I'm going to like try and get the worst possible team. I'm going to like bench my stars and play with scrubs and see if I can still beat the computer. Not only do they spoiler, have spoiler, you can't. The, not only do they have elite talent at the position, but they've invested three top 15 picks in consecutive years in these guys and just not utilizing them whatsoever to me is just uh, unforgivable. Quickly, I, I, what makes me work like with the Alta Smith thing, this is not, you know, Alta Smith and his job and, you know, Falcons and whatnot. This is, you know, this is why you, you know, have me on to go deeper on the scouting, right? Yeah. This is Home Depot versus FedEx. Right? Oh, spicy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if, how, how big is that sweetheart deal FedEx probably has, mm -hmm. you know, have given the Falcons? And you can't fire my son, Mr. Uh, Junior, FedEx Junior. Yeah. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, this, how, how Home Depot, yeah. like, so this may be bigger than, than, than football, guys. Yeah. You want to go ship your stuff to the post office, Home Depot? <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. Lions at Chargers. Uh, this game, virtual pick em. Lions minus one and a half. I don't know why this line is so small here. This total 48 and a half. Chargers play tonight um, against the Jets. So depending on how that game goes, we may see some line movement here. But Emery, what are you looking for in this matchup? This game will look a lot like the Dolphins Chargers game in terms of how much we'll see the run game for the Chargers and also how I think the Lions are going to try to run the ball, too. I've always said this ad nauseum. It doesn't make sense why the Chargers defense doesn't live up to what they look like on paper because they are talented on paper. But I feel like the Lions will come in and try to bully their way against the Chargers. So minus one and a half is a good look. I think the under is more in play. Then the over, I think we tend to get infatuated with the Chargers on paper offensively and think like these yeah. games will go back and forth. Now, this may be a game where it'll be 24-14 or something silly like that as opposed to, you know, a 30-27 to 27 type ball game, in my opinion. Yeah, Chargers are, are, are an under team this year and really more conservative than you would think and uh, certainly prone to – like either kicking a field goal when you shouldn't or going for it when you shouldn't and making a red zone mistake. Like, and I think I like Detroit a lot in this spot. Um, if would not be surprised either chargers playing the jets, jets, a good defense chargers on the road on Monday night football jets win the game outright. And somebody important for the chargers gets hurt. And this line gets to two and a half or like, you know, two, two and a half. So I, I would take the lines now, if you're looking to get something in on that game prop, did you have something there? 
Uh, I like the Lions quite a bit as well, Brinson. I definitely completely agree with your assessment regarding jumping on them sooner rather than later based on what happens tonight. I do want to say I think the under is also in play, as Emery mentioned. This Chargers run defense has actually been fairly solid over the last five weeks. I definitely have to give some credit there. One thing I am interested to see is Lions coming out of the bye, likely with a healthy David Montgomery. Jameer Gibbs looked absolutely fantastic and dynamic in his absence. How are those backfield touches allocated? Because uh, Jameer Gibbs needs that have a significant role on this offense for them to reach reach their potential that's a, it's a good point because he played really well when they go back revert back to having david montgomery as like the feature pound the back and then they, they've been really weird about that usage all right uh giants and cowboys cowboys minus 15 and a half daniel jones out for the year with the torn acl like, this line ain't gonna go crazy in any one direction if anything it goes towards the cowboys but like you see the juice there i don't know how much further it can go to the cowboys uh the implied total here is uh i think it's like uh, what uh, 26 to 11 or something like that. Uh, something terrible. So let's just mosey on past this one. And Katie, you can talk about a, a, a better game featuring two NFC teams. Yes, the Commanders at the Seahawks. Seahawks laying just under a touchdown, six and a half. This total, 44 and a half. A big bounce back game. I guess for both of these teams, the Commanders offense didn't look as good um, as I thought they were going to in my fantasy picks yesterday. Uh, Seahawks, of course, coming off a game where they only scored a field goal. Emery, what do you think about this one? Well, the Giants won't score in that game, so well, that's yeah. a tricky game to play. I don't think the Giants will score against the Cowboys. Commanders, I thought like, like you mean any points at all? Any points? They struggled against the Raiders. They will not score against the Cowboys. Um, but this game, I thought the Seahawks was going to show up. I was wrong in yeah. terms of how they're off. I, and I, and I, Everybody I, I, did. Yeah, I hate to pinpoint one play, but this play happened early in the game. In fact, it happened on the first drive. I thought their mindset changed when. Jackson Smith and Jigba dropped that third down um, as they were going out of bounds. He kind of bobbled it and that kind of threw off their offense because they were, you know, having some success. It was second and short, third and short. They throw the ball. He drops it. And next thing you know, they're all out of whack. They stopped blocking. They can't block Gino holding the ball and it just went haywire. So this game could get out of control too, but I'm, I will stay away from this one uh, because I, I can't trust which Seahawk team is going to show up. Yeah. I, I think, I think the Seahawks are a decent look. Um, as a kind of buy low here, M mainly because I think we saw with the like with the Lions, the Lions went to Baltimore and got crushed. It was like, oh, maybe the Lions are a little, maybe we got over our skis in the Lions. And I think the same thing happened with the Seahawks. And I think the Ravens was a really, really, really good defense and just a really, really good football team. And I think we see the Seahawks bounce back. Uh, this could end up being a total shootout, by the way, where it's like. That the goofy Sam Howell, Geno Smith, chuck it around, Terry, you know, just like a, a ton of yards and like a ton of a ton of weird scores. Wouldn't be surprised if, if the and game turnovers. went yeah over the total. By the way, the Cowboys. I just looked. Um, our sports line projections have the Cowboys defense for Week Ten currently projected for twenty point eight points. That is unheard of for a a twenty point projection from a defense like a week in advance. That's wild. Tommy DeVito, ladies that and gentlemen. That game in Dallas. Oh yeah. Again, so, yeah. be Otherwise, be I don't think anyone's showing up to uh, MetLife right. to watch that game. Speaking of MetLife, the Jets are playing there tonight, and they will also play against the uh, they play in Las Vegas against the Raiders. And the Jets are a two and a half point favorite with a total of thirty seven. The look at it was Jets minus one and a half. You see the Raiders getting a touch of juice, and the under uh, thirty seven getting plenty of juice as well. I mean, I love the Raiders in this spot. I I'm kind of surprised that they're not. Favorite now, if the Jets, I, you, I think you want to wait on it. I think if the Jets win against the Chargers on Monday night, um, then and, and they, I think they will. Then you could see the the Jets being like three and a half point favorites. The, this is a much different defense than that the Raiders played last week this on Sunday against the Giants, and you do have that initial dead cat bounce. The Raiders are celebrating all of that, and this is a a much tougher test. But I still think at home Sunday night football. I think we see the Raiders come to play and, and remain motivated. And that defense flies around, turns over Zach Wilson, um, especially Jets on a short week. You're traveling out to Vegas, like you know you you know you're playing Sunday night in Las Vegas. So what's your uh, you know what what's your approach to to Saturday? Like you know. Playing late twenty on Saturday night, maybe have a little uh, little fun on Sa on Saturday in uh, in Vegas. Well, for me, it's like if Zach Wilson and the Jets win, it depends on how Zach Wilson plays tonight. This line could probably jump to four and a half because this Raiders defense knows. I'm sorry, this Jets defense knows it just really has to stop um, Josh Jacobs. Jacobs. You yeah. know, and so Aiden O'Connell is a rookie. I know that Jets defense will throw a lot at 
Aiden O'Connell. Um, he's really a go ball guy. Like he wants to work touchdown to check down and you need time to get that ball deeper down the field. He won't have time against this Jets defense. They'll force you to hit the layups consistently down the field. Can he do that? But it, this game is fascinating based on how well Zach Wilson does tonight right. against the Chargers. Because if I, I like it at two and a half, if it jumps higher based off how well he plays, you would have missed out on a good value here on this uh, this line. You should take the Jets now. Take the Jets now. Yeah. Anything for you, Prop? Uh, nothing for me on this game, guys. A lot of Brees All Hall. All right. Well, that is going to do Hall. it. What? A lot of Brees Hall. A lot of Brees Hall. Yeah. That is and, don't, do and, I'm sorry, and don't worry about the the, the Jets uh, jumping in, uh, doing uh, anything nefarious out there in Vegas. They, they are here in New York, man. Like, is that, been there, done that, got not the t-shirt. Same. You know what I'm saying? They're in New Jersey. But, nah, I, yeah. I live in New York, and when I go to Vegas, it's a little different. <laughs> Anyways, that is the end of our show. On that note, uh, make sure you join us all week long for more NFL Coverage tomorrow, Brinson, Breach, and Wilson are joined by Pete Prisco to break down his weekly power rankings on CBSSports.com. One last reminder to show us some love with a like, comment, and hit subscribe on our YouTube page for everyone listening to the audio-only version. Make sure that you download, follow, leave a five-star review, and tell your friends to listen and watch the pod. We will see you Thursday for another pick show but Brinson tomorrow. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.